We gotta stop grabbing the low-hanging fruit. It's just, oh, it's so easy. It's so delicious. But only mine referenced something we talked about this year and theoretically could have been used as an intro if anyone else had picked up on it. Things we talked about this year on fuck the autopsy report. No, fuck What, the podcast you. we all happen to be seated and recording right now? Steve, you're 100% right. Yes, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And if Nick's the Kermit of the show and Mike is the Fozzie of the show, I am regrettably the Sam the Eagle of the show, Stephen Trollinger. <laughs> That is amazing. Steve, why can't the three of us just be all original? If, in my opinion, there's nothing more original than three white straight guys with a podcast. That's just what Kermit would say. I want my own Muppet. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yes, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. It's our last episode of the year. And this is now, I think, the second year we have ended with a year in review where we go over some of the highlights, lowlights, and th- things that we wanted to dive a little bit deeper in for stuff that we covered this year. So rest assured, we will be discussing Bad Bazaar and otherwise noteworthy music. But this is going to be kind of our more pensive and reflective episode, because that's typically what we are all the time. Pensive, reflective, thoughtful, certainly not just screaming at each other. And if there's one thing I know Nick loves, it's rehashing things we've already talked about. <laughs> What is that supposed to mean, Steve? I don't know. We'll I find think out I keep it very fresh. <laughs> Bring it back. No, that's like, th- oh my God, that's like three years ago now, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, if it is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all of our new listeners. I got to say, over the past like two months, I mean, let, this year has been fantastic for us, but over the past two months, we have so many new listeners. And f- for all of those listeners, if we haven't had a chance to really say it, welcome to the podcast. And thank you so much for listening to all of our nonsense. And let me so let me say this. Glad- Sorry, Mike. Let me just say this right up front. If you are one of our listeners and you have not been having a great year, we really hope that in some way, in for a few minutes every day, we made some part of your day or life better. Sorry we couldn't do more than that, um, but I definitely don't want us to get too up our own asses at this particular, to particular period of time. I know we're going to be saying that a lot this whole episode, but we are going to be a little self-congratulatory, but we're going to try to... We're going to try to keep it real, as I like to say. I say it all the time. Every episode I've said that. Yeah. It's so tough when reality hands you wonderful things and terrible things at the same time. It's tough to figure it's out how to It's almost as if the universe that. is random chaos and nothing really matters. No, Steve. The universe is about balance and understanding. Now, actually, on the note of kind of looking back at this year... Uh, we each kind of just wanted to discuss, bring up some previous episode content that maybe we didn't get as much time to fully uh, dissect as we wanted to, or in some cases we learned some new things that we wanted to bring up. But I thought, what better way to start our year in review than with actually the very first episode, the first bit of new content we released in the year 2020? 
Um, I started this. Yes, it was. First episode of 2020. Yes, I had a sore throat. And so we weren't able to record our normal episode. So the first episode we released this year was a (laughs) mini-sode in which we discussed the song that I want to talk about now, which is the Mike Russell original song, Sexism in Video Games. Sexism in video games, that kind of thing is really lame. What kind of girl wants to sit and play when she's got to be a guy all day? What? Sexism in... Now, if you didn't listen to this mini-sode before, I almost don't want to give you any context for what you're hearing. Um, but, but, yes, this is the acapella banger that you can watch on YouTube right now that Mike Russell recorded over 10 years ago. Um, but, Mike, in case our listeners don't remember uh, from the mini-sode, can you explain how this happened again? Yes. Let, let's get... And also, let's don't even bother listening to the mini-sode because my audio was so fucked that day. Yes, 2020 was the year of technical adjustments. <laughs> it was, there were a lot of technical adjustments, for sure. But, um, so sexism in video games was... was born in my brain uh, for when I was taking a feminism 101 class at UAlbany and we were talking about sexism and we got to choose our topic and I was like oh man I'm gonna do a song about sexism in video games and I I wanted to focus on uh, the advancement of women in video games and, and to focus on celebrating them so we can get more of them in them because, hey, I'll, I'll be honest. I love choosing the ladies when I'm playing video games. <laughs> Feminist hero Mike Russell, yes. Um, and Mike, to be honest, I think that's totally valid. Like, you want to be able to recognize yourself in the characters that you're playing in. Um, I think my first question, and I've heard this song so many times now. I rock <laughs> out to it unironically on a fairly regular basis. But I think my first question, for if I were a listener who hadn't heard this before, would be, why is there no background music? <laughs> That's so so I really as with most projects in college, uh you know, I kind of kind of throw things together last minute. <laughs> no. And, <laughs> you and, do. And I have these brain blasts, you see. I have a brain blast and I get super hyper focused for hours at a time. Like it it will hit me hard. So I wrote these lyrics and I, ooh, I liked them. I liked them a lot, but I am, I'm no, listen, I'm a percussionist. I'm no musician. Okay. So oh, I what? can't read music <laughs> is what he's saying. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not great on garage bands. I'm not one for making beats, but uh, I love writing lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had my lyrics and I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll just wrap it into the, and it was a process. And I honestly, as I, <laughs> As I was wrapping things up, I was like, oh, my God, this is this this is both. I was pleased with the lyrics, but with the final production, I was like, oh, my, this is droney. Like, like every time, every time I hit that chorus, I'm just like, oh, man, there's like sexism in video games. You just needed a robot to help you. Like exactly. every other famous Now get these robots out it. of here, Steve. More women, less robots. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just, let, think, yeah, just think of how good it could have sounded, Mike. Sexism in video games. <laughs> okay. 
That could have been fun. Uh, but yeah, let, let's hear a little bit more because I think I think maybe listeners will hear what you're talking about. In video games, this kind of shiz is totally lame. When I gotta go out and save the world, what the hell is wrong with being a girl? Yeah. Thank God we got girls fighting back like Princess Peach who picked up the slack. First off, I love the transition from the uh, chorus to the verse, Mike, because Mike, to the listeners, Mike did some advanced stuff in that he changes the tempo immediately as soon as he bounces between the two, which is very difficult to do. But the chorus is one tempo, and then the verses get a little faster, and then the chorus slows it down again, and I love it. I just want to, you know, like after you hear the fast rap, we got to slow it down and bring you back into the focus of what we're talking about, which is... Sexism in video games, you know, don't forget. <laughs> and so it's structured where each uh, new verse is talking about a different character that you appreciate being able to play as in a video game, correct? Th- that is correct. So, you know, I and I, and I focused on, like, Princess Peach, uh, which, you know, she had. And, and like, and if you ever see the music video, I do post some of the video games she's in. There is, like, one video game where Princess Peach goes and saves Mario. Mike, don't call and, this a music video, okay? You grabbed a bunch <laughs> of stock photos. So many of the photos, listeners, you literally see the watermarks across them indicating yeah. that they're stock photos. Shameless, yeah, I was going shamelessly to... <laughs> posting stock photos. <laughs> I was going to say, Mike, it is a it is a true tribute to how few people watch this that this never got taken down in the last decade. But hey, it's, it's a hey, 30,000 people have watched this video, Steve. You can't even say that. It's my most watched piece of work, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you know that I'm web missing. series we did three years ago that we all worked very hard on? The Dairies of Our Lives <laughs> subletters. No one saw that shit, but they watched fucking sexism <laughs> in video games 30,000 times. And 22 people disliked it, and they can go fuck themselves. All right? They don't appreciate the hard work that went into this project. It got Ooh, me an A in Jake, my class, by the way. That's a Jake Paul ratio. That's a Jake Paul ratio right there. <laughs> uh, but let's hear a little bit more. Who picked up the slack? Only female to race when in the Grand Prix, throwing turtle shells and getting stars for me. Princess Peach had the best attacks when I busted her out in Super Smash. And anytime people say she's nothing but Danny, other kind of noobs who are stuck in the 80s. Sexism in video games, <laughs> that kind of. I have to tell the listeners, that's just how the song goes. <laughs> now, to be fair, I'm we got be a girl honest. sitting cross-legged with a we, just happily looking at the screen now. Yeah, listen, I went on Google and I looked up girls playing video games, and then <laughs> this is what I found, and they all were having a real good time. <laughs> Uh, let's quickly get into at least, I gotta get into at least one more verse, because guys, the song, (laughs) you know, the song is under three minutes long, but it's got a lot of verses in it, I gotta say. You know what, yeah, just keep skipping the freaking chorus, I don't think anyone needs to hear the chorus. Oh, wait, yeah, we got a, wait, we got a meme here, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, and the meme now, it's a, it's a woman holding an actual (laughs) rifle pointed near the camera, and it just says, girl gamer, nothing is more appealing to a man than a woman who can kick his ass. But this, the weird thing, and Mike, this isn't your fault, but this isn't a gamer. She's holding a real gun. Uh, nothing's not. Haven't you heard of uh, war games there, Nick? <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's just not. Your song, though, is sexism in video games, not uh, yeah, sexism no, in war games. <laughs> Listen, this, this, I think it's because a lot of dudes play COD. Maybe that's yeah. what they're, they're thinking of. 
But no, you're right. All right. No, Nick, you're right. It has nothing to do with video games. I saw Girl Gamer and I threw it in. You <laughs> really just grabbed the first 10 thumbnails from that Google image search and just <laughs> figure it out later. Gotta be a guy all day. What? Sexism in video games. This kind of shiz is totally lame. When I gotta go out and save the world, what the hell is wrong with being a girl? Yeah. Another girl who's been beating the boys is none other than Samus Aran from Metroid. With a robotic suit full of missiles and power, she took down her adversaries and never had to cower. A girl like Samus who hangs out in Zeeves has been taking down space pirates with absolute ease. And when we get to the final battle alien fight, she takes down Mother Brain, the strongest in sight. <laughs> Sexism in... Tell me, come on, the rhyme scheme's there. It's <laughs> there, baby. I mean, I might have to, like, fit some stuff in, but... Mike, I'm reading the I'm reading this right now. I don't know how you're gonna fit any of these lyrics into the meter you've chosen. No, don't worry. I'm gonna choose which words I actually want to say. <laughs> Some words won't be pronounced. They'll just be feelings. Words that words as feelings. And if our podcast has shown anything, that's what music is all about. It's about conveying the feelings, Steve. Who cares if you miss some words or pronunciations? I'm throwing huge air quotes up here. Words. It's about conveying the feeling. And the feeling right now is the feeling of how much sexism there is in video games. Now, Mike, also refresh my memory. You were originally, you put this song together, you put the link on YouTube, and this was supposed to be presented at your Feminism 101 class, correct? It was supposed to be. So I worked real hard on this stock photo music video. <laughs> As you said, <laughs> immediately before it was due, but in a brain blast of epiphany work. And yeah, exactly. And you know, so the, the funniest thing happens, I get into the classroom and I and I pull out my, I guess, yeah, I must have had a laptop. Yeah, I had a laptop. I pull out my laptop and like I couldn't connect to the internet. I was having major issues. And I said, screw it. Uh, I'm just going to send it for you all live right now. <laughs> so I, and yes, Nick, I sang the chorus every time. They had to sit through the whole, every droney bit. This three-minute song has got like seven choruses in it. <laughs> Sexism in video games. Wait, Mike, <laughs> as someone who went to the same college, Mike did. Um, was it in one of the big lecture halls or was it in one of the smaller classrooms? Oh, a smaller classroom, okay. Nick. We were all circled around in a smaller classroom, which I don't know what would be better or worse. I suppose I had to look everyone in the eyes <laughs> as I was doing There's it. Stony, <laughs> vacant expressions staring back at you as you say the chorus for the fifth time. <laughs> like, seriously? It's gonna say it again? Sexism <laughs> in video games. Oh, it makes me so happy. Um, yeah, and, and I need to tell the listeners here that these, although they were all stock photos, they were all carefully placed. You know, before, before each rap sequence... You know, I was, you know, I was showing some girl gamers, but then also introducing the soon to be upcoming character I'd be rapping about, you know, and a lot of, um, oh, what's that move where you go across an image? Uh, like a Ken Burns effect where it's a like Ken, panning. Oh, yeah. I was Ken Burns in the shit out of oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick, pick, pick your A point. Okay, you start at the bottom and now it's going to go down. All right, pick at the left and now it's going to go right. Great. Ken Burns. Oh, boy, yeah. I had just star learned wipes. about that. Nothing but star wipes. And Mike, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you don't just... Uh, yes, you, you did the... You did... Uh, 
listeners, if you watch the video, yes, when Mike is rapping about a specific character, he's only showing those characters. Mike, you, that's true. You did do that. But outside of that, I feel like you just grabbed the first few images you found online of those characters. <laughs> but I, wouldn't, I would not, like, I also want you to know, Mike, I would not change a single thing about any of this. <laughs> Oh, Nick. there's a reason this has thirty thousand views. <laughs> there's a there's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> when I gotta go out and save the world, what the hell is wrong with being a girl? Yeah, coming to prove girls have more than nice lips. Came Claire Redfield in the zombie apocalypse. That is my favorite rhyme slash line of the entire. I felt so good about that one, Nick. That one. This is probably my favorite character I rap about. <laughs> like. Sorry, I, one more time. Girls have more than nice lips. Came Claire Redfield in the zombie apocalypse. In the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's a good rhyme, though, because you're rhyming lips with lips, but they're spelled differently, so it counts. It, it counts. It's two different words. Am I right? Now, why why is she your favorite character? Oh, no, I mean, just like... Because she was, has more than nice th- lips. I mean, well, all right, Claire Redfield, I was a huge fan of when I was playing... Uh, Resident Evil 2 on the N64. Um, but Oh, God. I'm just imagining what? a young Mike having his sexual awakening while playing Resident <laughs> Evil on N64. Oh, God. <laughs> she was great, Nick! So many pixels there never were before. I like badass ladies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I, think I love women who empower themselves and, and are about themselves and, and fight... You know, fight for what's right, which is sometimes, you know, fighting the undead or, you know, fighting for whatever, fighting for whatever they believe in, fighting for family, fighting for country, fighting for, ah, there's a lot of sick, there's a lot of like dope ass ladies out there. And Claire Redfield's one of them. Let me tell you what, she she rides a motorcycle for Christ's sake. That's badass. Right. I think she has a motorcycle. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) You can quote me on that. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played a Resident Evil game in a minute, but I, I, I'm sure she still has her motorcycle license from, from when she first did it. Um, yeah, but she got it at the Raccoon City Department of Motor Vehicles, and it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So how is that still, how is that license still active? She's got to get a new one. <laughs> oh, the these, city's gone. This DMV's slower than death. Let me tell uh-huh. you. Or undeath. I don't know. God, these government employees at the DMV are zombies. Literally. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I the song goes on. Mike covers even more wonderful. Oh, Nick, can you play You got play. Can you play the shotgun powder part? I love that part Okay, yes, <laughs> yes. We will do that. If we're going to listen to it. Like. Apocalypse. Riding a motorcycle with plenty of guns. She was the only survivor who was never on the run. Off to save the day when the undead crowds are blew away, zombies with the shotgun powder. When it comes to the undead, she'll never be scared. That's because she's my hero forever, my girl Claire. Sexism in video uh. games, that kind of... Okay. <laughs> Before we move on to the other things we want to discuss in your interview, I have to say, the stock photo we are paused on are three young, almost look like Mormon children, hovered around, I think, a PlayStation Portable, and below, Mike... You can burns it, but you can still see pe006409.comps.photosearch.com at the bottom of the image. You didn't even crop out. <laughs> I the didn't content. have time to crop, Nick. I didn't you just got to zoom the that. Ken Burns in a little bit more, Mike. You could have done it. 
<laughs> Instead, it looks like an, an AI <laughs> algorithm put together the slideshow. You know, if Mike I, had ideas, if Mike had ideas 24 hours faster, he would be the next uh, Francis Ford Coppola. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet of you, Steve. The problem is always what happens if Francis Ford Coppola doesn't doesn't know what he's doing until five minutes before he's supposed to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> then you get Dracula. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. I love I love Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Please don't. I love it so much. Don't take that away from me. Oh yeah, at the, <laughs> at the place I used to work, Steve would recite like Gary Oldman's original dialogue at the beginning of that movie verbatim in so, ancient Romanian. Yes, there's nothing like trying to get your work done while Steve is like pantomiming wildly, going, "I reject the Christ." Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, still good, good memories. Uh, well, speaking of good memories, Mike, this is forever one that I have, and um, Nick, and I, I'm glad it brings you such joy. It does, such and, joy. And, and, and obviously, I'm glad our listeners earlier this year got to hear it in a minisode. But I truly wanted to discuss it with the original artist in person. So thank you for giving that to me, Mike. Um, now, I suppose, uh, Steve and Mike, which one? Do, what, what do you want to move on to next? Uh, of, uh, as uh, we go l- through l- the cavalcade of memories. Look, mine is mine isn't going to take that long just because I didn't really prepare anything. So it's uh, I'm Mike rustling it right now, and <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I'm not I'm not as practiced at it as he is. But that's going to be the I think that's the theme for the episode based on what we're going to talk about after this. But uh, I been experimenting because I am a mad scientist when it comes to content. And, oh, experimenting uh, so with this, content. Boring. Yes. This year, people may or may not have noticed that Nick let me off my leash a little bit uh, and allowed me to record a couple of episodes with Mike, uh, a non-music-based podcast. Uh, when uh, It used to be a little behind-the-curtains action here, folks. It used to be when we all got together in the same room and recorded a thing, you kind of—Nick had all the equipment— and so if Nick wasn't able to do a thing, a thing didn't get done. Nick was the linchpin. <laughs> it really uh, satisfied my control freak nature that everything dies without me. Yes, but now that we've now I respect we've managed that, Nick. To, I, <laughs> but because I don't like seeing Nick happy or seeing him full of any sort of self-import or power, uh-huh. I was really excited when we figured out how to communicate remotely due to the obvious circumstances we're all in, because that means we don't technically need Nick anymore to do anything, which no, you know, is a load off my mind. The pandemic <laughs> was the best thing that ever happened to Steve. That's what I'm hearing. That's ooh, ooh, that, <laughs> okay. No, you took Let's what I said. Let's not that and, quote. <laughs> yeah, no, you took what I said, and then Fox News did, pretty much. <laughs> but... <laughs> It, um, uh, it, so I got, we got to experiment a little more. So if Nick had to do something, because Nick has a life, believe it or not, Nick has a life and has other things to do. So on the couple of rare occasions that Nick couldn't get away, uh, or could had to get away, we, uh, Mike and I were able to power through with an idea I had been kicking around for a history podcast. So we've explored a little bit more than just music and the history thereof. We explored the history of all of us. And Are you telling really, me you love doing that podcast with me, yes. Steve? 
And then Mike came up with the Mike came up with a much better, less offensive to himself title um, of uh, one of his great catchphrases. Are you telling me? And so we've come out with a couple, and we've got uh, I think one more in the in the chamber should we ever require it. But and uh, over the next you know year, uh, I'd like to maybe branch out and do do a few more maybe as well. And if people like it, let us know. Uh, and it's so that if you don't like it, I don't have to keep deluding myself that you do. Um, <laughs> But because of that, I got to do a lot of uh, research on historical items, and uh, on one of the rare occasions it wasn't for my and Mike's personal show, uh, I got to do a lot of research for our Election Day episode, because this was the first year that our episodes came out on a Tuesday. And oh it yes, just our Election me... Day episode, a.k.a. the last episode <laughs> of the podcast we ever did. Yeah. So it was a... <laughs> Uh, I hope and pray that it was a balm and a salve to people who might have been feeling a little anxious about that particular day. I mean, obviously, we came out with that episode, Election Day, and then later on, nobody rioted or destroyed anything. So I think we can safely say there's a connection between the two, right? I mean, one, are we heroes? One led to the I, other. Yeah, I think so. It could a have been a B, bomb, right? but it was a bomb. <laughs> exactly. And I'm pretty sure we can take full responsibility for calming the populace during that very tense and uh, tense day that turned into a very tense week. You're welcome, but, America. Oh, you're welcome, that's America. That's what I was gonna say. I love it, Nick. We're like, oh, you're like in my brain right now. It's a scary place. There's no doors. There's no doors in here. <laughs> that reminds me. I've been tinkering with a very special gadget, a very special device for us to maybe use in the new year uh, that might allow us to put. <laughs> yeah, it might allow us to put our, you know, because we we like to we 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 want to just like put each other in each other's shoes on occasion. We might be able to. I I I've crafted a device that might allow us to literally put each other in each other's shoes. We'll experiment with it in the year New Year. I'm sure. Oh it'll be fun. my! I am uh, looking forward to that, Steve. <laughs> it's going to be really funny. Steve's going to cut off our faces the, and switch them around. Yeah. It'll be it'll be really funny, and it'll be the end of the show because we'll all hate each other by the end of it. But it's uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get around to it. But speaking of getting around to it, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, sorry, I'm padding. I'm padding. So we had a we had that episode. Uh, I brought in a lot of presidential campaign songs for that particular day, and I did a lot of historical research on various presidential elections centered around one particular album I found of a uh, very famous uh, uh, sort of folk country musician who did a whole album of them. Now, that was a lot of research, doing the research about the actual elections and about that album and then talking about those songs. But as what happens a lot when I do episodes, I find stuff afterwards that I didn't see in my initial research that I thought was exhaustive, and it always upsets me because I always I just kick myself. It's like, oh, why couldn't I have found that the day or two or a week before that I was doing all the research? And one such thing happened to me a couple weeks after the um, election uh, one came out. And we, you might remember we discussed a song about William Howard Taft, uh, and he's a portly gentleman, and we discussed a song uh, that was his campaign song all about getting on a raft with Taft. A few weeks after we did that, 
I discovered an album by a very famous older actor by the name of Howard De Silva. He is a uh, musical theater actor, film actor. Uh, he is most known to me as part of my favorite musical, 1776. Again, an, an, another American history item where he played Benjamin Franklin. Have you, Nick, I know sometimes you and I travel the same musical circles. Have you ever heard the 1776 uh, musical? I mean, I'd heard bits and pieces, but when Hamilton came out, 1776 just immediately disappeared from history. Everyone everyone just pulled. Okay, yeah, you love saying that to me because you know it pisses me off. <laughs> Mike, Mike, have you ever seen or heard the 1776 musical? I have not. I have not seen, no. Steve, Steve, so before it, Hamilton... So, I was going to say, it, Go ahead. oh, it, wait, no way. I saw that. I saw that. It was about Hancock, and they sent about Cox signing the signing the, the, the declaration there. No, no, they don't. Isn't you, that what they you said about up, him? And he's like, oh, give me the pen. Nope, you come. You came up with a completely different musical just now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, that was a different cock music about give me the peen. But, Steve, <laughs> so the, the, the point I was going to make was it's the same conundrum with Les Mis and Scarlet Pimpernel. It's not that Scarlet Pimpernel is a bad show. It's got some bangers. I love it. However, there can only be one musical about the French Revolution that lives in people's brains. It's got to be whichever one's the most popular one. Now that Hamilton's out, 1776 is no longer the revolutionary American war musical. Well, you're entitled to your wrong opinions, Nick, and <laughs> this is America, so you get to have them. But no, you don't get to poison me with them. That is from 1776. They sing "Sit Down, John," and they're telling John. That's Hancock not John to... Hancock. That's about John Adams. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it <laughs> was a John. John. I was close because <laughs> he's, he's obnoxious and disliked. And tell him to shut up and sit down. So anyway, but yes, that's the musical. So please, anyone who's listening, go back. It's you can see it's on TCM every year for the Fourth of July. You can get it pretty easy on DVD. Go back and watch it. It was the for a while the first and only musical about the American Revolution. But I discovered after my research was done that the man who plays Benjamin Franklin, the actor Howard De Silva, also did a whole album called Politics and Poker: Songs to Get Elected By, where he and a uh, three other singers known as the uh, Ward Helpers. Uh, right? No, sorry, Ward Healers. Sorry, Ward Healers uh, did a, a whole album of presidential campaign songs. Benjamin Franklin himself sang these songs. And I what? am well, so an actor upset who played that, Benjamin Franklin. An actor who played him. And I am oh. so upset that in my research, I never once found this and I never played all of those songs instead of the other album. So I brought. So that other asshole's album we played. Yeah. That wonderful singer songwriter. This would have had a much more personal touch, and it also has a couple of original songs on it. We might do those uh, another, maybe Fourth of July or something. I decide to do something like this. We might use this album for that. But in addition to those original songs, he had much, uh, many of the same, like Tippecanoe and Tyler too. And so I brought his version of "Get On the Raft with Taft" for us to listen to here. Yeah, so that sounds a little like this. The time has come, the fight is on, we pick the man to run. For president, Ohio sent our noble, worthy son. The man we need, the man to lead, a strong and mighty craft. Through storm and sea to victory is William Howard Taft. Get on the raft with Taft, boys, get in the winning boat. The man worthwhile with a big glad smile will get the honest vote. I gotta say, Steve, 
I, I don't dislike this version. I'd actually say I'd like it, but it sounds very much like a bunch of musical theater nerds covering this song, which is what it is. <laughs> that is what it is, and that's why it's great, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better than the original. It's, well, oh, right? there, see? Mike's on my side. So, so you just felt, Steve, especially... Um, bereaved over the fact that one of your favorite musical theater heroes did an album and you could have cited that for the episode that we did but you know steve the election was you know we were all in an agitated state i don't blame you for missing it i mean and i say i say this as the asshole who's who's like who talked for 20 minutes about the election of 1824 1828 but was really upset that I didn't do even more research <laughs> to talk about at length. Oh, it's like, Steve. man, if only I had done another week's worth of research to talk to you guys about. Oh, damn. Instead of just the single week. Um, well, I'm glad we know that this exists, Steve. Maybe we could do a part two of presidential campaign songs in another four years. When it's, uh, when it's Kanye and Tucker Carlson running against each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that maybe will I be won't. incredible. <laughs> Maybe I, I won't wait that long. I want. I can't wait to hear "Row, Row, Row" with Roosevelt. No, that's going to be "Row, Row, Row v. Wade" gently down the street. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve, thank you so much for sharing that bit. Uh, I guess all of our listeners can check out uh, Howard De Silva uh, Politics and Poker um, at your leisure. Now, moving on, I believe the next bit is revisiting another uh, quarantine episode that we did, which most of our episodes this year were, uh, when we covered Porn Star Dancing by My Darkest Days featuring Nickelback, or Chad Kroger at least, Zach Wilde, yeah. and Ludacris, which I got to say, before you even get into what you wanted to do, that was that was probably the most quintessential song topsy report song that we did in terms of just like yeah. all the people in one song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, Mike and I both are are both taking the the sort of lead on this particular part because it was I I like it because it of all the episodes we did this year, that I think is the f- that's you know like we we stand by every episode we do and every episode has strengths and weaknesses, certain parts that hit and certain parts that don't hit. This was our like everyone was on. The subject was perfect. The people involved were perfect to talk about, and all three of us were completely on the entire episode. Everyone had just great say sto- bits. sober, Steve. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I this this was probably my favorite episode we did throughout the entire year. Just just from like pure like re listening uh, re listening standpoint, just from a quality standpoint, everyone was on on the money. It wasn't there was not a weak bit in this whole episode. Wow. No, Steve, keep jerking us off. I love it. Oh, I am a big fan of this. How are you doing this via Zoom, Steve? Wow. (laughs) I had a little help from my friends and their hands. (laughs) Um, But we can just play a little clip of that in case you somehow have forgotten the chorus of that song. But please check out that episode if you haven't heard it before, because this is a little bit of Porn Star Dancing by My Darkest Days. Yeah, that 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 is a little bit of that song uh, that we covered then. But uh, I'm still, I'm telling you, I'm putting a poll up in my room. 
Whether I, whether me or someone else learns how to use it, but Mike, I think, like I, for, I respect that because not only are you putting the polls up in your room, you're putting the polls up on Instagram, and that's what the <laughs> listeners keep coming back for. <laughs> Mike, seriously, if you, I love getting there. I love doing the polls, man. It makes me happy when we get some answers. Mike, across the spectrum of our listeners, among men, women, LGBTQ, trans, everyone, I think there's a massive subsection that would love to see you on our Instagram pole dancing. Uh-huh. I think we need some more thirst traps, Mike, and I think you can deliver that to our listeners. <sighs> and you know what? I'll even spring for the class. Like wow. I will chip in. I will chip in for. Don't it. even joke around, boys. But I'd love to learn I'm, how to I'm not dance. joking. <laughs> I'm putting this on the air so people can hold me accountable. I will chip in to buy you a stripper pole if you promise to use it, and we can turn some of our listeners into viewers. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, Nick, I might just take you up on that offer because why not? You know, it's always good to learn a new skill, and I. Boy, because it don't don't look easy. It don't look easy with those uh, what those strippers do on those poles. Yeah, join. Got to build up your core. Uh, but Mike's been you've been staying in pretty good shape throughout the pandemic, Mike. I gotta say, so you probably Trying don't have. To. It's not as much of an uphill battle. I'm pretty sure you could get it down quickly. So yeah. soon, listeners can subscribe to the Song Topsy Reports OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, Watch we'll turn listeners dance. into thirstiners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, you know, you know my my favorite part about this episode, Steve, was was when you <laughs> you got inspired that uh about not the strippers at the strip club, but the breakfast buffet <laughs> option that's always available, and and you and you started like uh, riffing around some ideas with a little ditty for strip club. For about a strip club breakfast, do we have? Do we have yeah, that clip from I, I the episode? Had, I had. Well, I had. Um, I had originally come up with, uh, or not come up with. I had, based on pop culture osmosis, decided that the reason a lot of people go to strip clubs is not just for the strippers, but also because they, weirdly enough, will have great food. But please keep in mind, this is not coming from any of our personal experience. This is an anecdotal bit of advice or wisdom that Steve heard. Yeah, so please... I mean, well, I've been to a strip club. I just didn't have breakfast there, but... (laughs) Nobody called me on it, so I'm pretty sure I'm right. Like, I've heard on a number of occasions people say, oh, man, you know who has great steak? The Hustler Club. And I just (laughs) believe them because there's no way I'm going in there to find out for sure. Um, but yeah, so I figure at this point we um, we could in the post production we could throw in the the little segment from the show of us talking about and the little bit that I came up with to lead in. Yes, thank you. So uh, blah 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 blah. Ah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> A dissection is imperative. I <laughs> yet have heard from people who do frequent them. That oddly enough, and this is also like, I get, I, there's like several film like scenes that make a joke of this. So correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of people who go to strip clubs often compliment the food. Like strip clubs will often have like one food item like on the menu that's actually really good. Like, oh, I go there for, yeah, I go to the strip club, but it's also like the steak is really good. Or like the breakfast buffet, fantastic. The best cup of coffee in the city, bar none. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. That's just a that's just thing a thing I picked up from people who tell me about them. You know, it's, Steve, I've I've been to a a few strip clubs. I do not frequent them. I often the last time I went, I went with like four ladies that wanted to go because Mike's the strip a club. feminist. I, I am. I we were supporting <laughs> women working, uh, but uh, but I never tried the food. I I don't. I just don't know how I could stomach it. Like it's because like, like look. Strip clubs, at least some of the ones I've been to, I mean, the, you feel dirty in there. It's, it's, it's well, I suppose it also depends it's hot, on. It's sweaty. There's hookahs and smoke going everywhere. I just. It, it is a strip. Is it a strip club or is it a gentleman's club? Perhaps that's the distinction. So the gentleman, food. Is, is the gentleman's club the one with the buffet? Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I just always see just, the taxi uh, advertisements for like flash dance, gentleman's club this or something. This is just a thing. A pop culture thing that I've absorbed that I never found out if it's actually true or not. So I'm just curious. For See, that's a little homework week, for you. Then. Tell us for a uh, whole this week. No. Tell us what food you enjoy at your local strip club. All right, we we have to do a Sontopsy field trip where we'll <laughs> we do a series of live shows at strip clubs. It'll be great. You know what? They play shitty music at strip clubs. I think we could really fit in. Oh there, my god! Guys. Could you imagine someone stripping <laughs> to our podcast? <laughs> Da 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 wah 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 wah. They've got pancakes and sausage too. The French toast is nice. The coffee's true. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Steve. All right, that's the next parody song we got to do. It's <laughs> okay. We'll work on it. And that. it's strip club breakfast. Hey, <laughs> strip club breakfast. Yes. Porn star dancing. Strip club breakfast. <laughs> Oh, Steve, you bloody genius. I love it. That's- so that was that was the little bit that I came up with on the spot. And as tends to happen with both Mike and myself, when the inspiration strikes, uh, it strikes hard. So I came up with the full song. Now, obviously, we had not had uh, time or the ability this year to go to places where people are allowed to be in a small room to each other, next to each other, breathing on each other and singing at each other. So nothing nothing has come of it as of yet, but I hope at some point it would. But in pure Mike Russell style, five minutes before we were due to record this episode, Mike threw an all-caps text at me going, Steve, let's acapella the song. <laughs> because that's the through line of this particular episode is Mike comes up with ideas 10 minutes before air. That is... It's true. I, cause you know, we were, you know, we, we, we were doing the thing, you know, the, the, uh, reviewing on the year. And as I was thinking about stuff, it just hit me. And I was like, oh my God, porn star dancing. And, you know, after we had released that episode, Steve sent the song over and I loved it. I loved it so much. I wanted to make a music video and everything. I, I think, it, I think I still feel that way. And, just thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? If we're, if we're reflecting on some fun stuff that's happened this year, I think it would. I would be remiss. Wait, I don't know if that's the right way to use that, but I would feel bad. No, no, no. You would be remiss. No ED. I would be not remiss, remiss if we yes. did not share this this little brain blast Steve had uh, with the listeners, and you know, and if they, you know, if, I think. I think we'll provide a little extra encouragement to to bring it to the full to the next level. I do. So I came up so I came up with the song. It's called Strip Club Breakfast. 
which may or may not be based on actual things that happen or exist in strip clubs. I'll never know, probably. <laughs> um, it's going to be messy because, again, it's not we're doing an acapella. Because it's a strip club. Because it's a strip club. Uh, Mike will be portra- Mike will be assaying the role of ludicrous, and uh, I like will assaying. Yes, and <laughs> I will be uh, uh, my darkest days and Chad Kroger, and I will be listening and watching. I'm not going to do an impression though because I don't I don't want to ruin my voice. I'm excited already. You're in all for right, a treat. So let's <laughs> let's get this shit over with. All right. So you all you all heard at the top of the segment how the song goes, so bear with us. Here we go. Cynthia's on, but she don't dance well. Sarah's just not my style. Marianne's hot, but she's got no rhythm. And Bambi's not versatile. The morning shift at Casa Diablo isn't my kind of scene. The ladies there don't give it one hundo, and the clientele's just obscene. But it's the girls aren't the show My guys reserved for a plate of fried dough The buffet opens nice and slow I lick my lips and off I go It's time to let my moses flow Cause it's strip club breakfast They got french toast and sausage too The pancakes are great, the coffee's true Zagat's recommends to you of this Strip, and then it's a robot Strip club breakfast Thank you. The smell is filling up the room. So many choices to consume. There's nothing better than a strip club breakfast. Jenny sleepwalks her way through her set and offers a dance from Kate. She's got a pair that's soft and tender, but so does my mixed fruit plate. This may be a place to sadness and shame, but after the eggs are now. The buffet opens nice and slow I lick my lips and off I go It's time to let mimosas flow Cause it's strip club breakfast They got french toast and sausage too The pancakes are great, the coffee's true Zagat's recommends to you of this strip club breakfast the smell is filling up the room So many choices to consume I grab a muffin top or two Wait for the coffee pot to brew That won't do Need another couple biscuits Cover them in gravy and add on a side of grits Yes, always kind of bacon cause it's tasty as hell I'll be slamming down hash browns and the home fries as well This meal's a heart attack stutter Cover everything in butter But I never dine on Monday cause the opener's my mother this makes me wanna get a waffle iron of my own. Holy shit, this trip on breakfast even got fucking skulls! And then I assume there's a Zach Wild solo. It's more or less it. I'm not gonna keep Yay! doing it because I can't do that with my voice. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Maybe we'll get actual professionals to perform this. Like my darkest days. Oh wait, they they just More than five minutes of rehearsal time. Not even rehearsal time. More than five minutes of awareness of a, the thing you're going to do is going to happen. Yeah, more awareness time. So my favorite part need. about that whole thing, my favorite part about that whole thing is how much shit I talked while we did that episode about the band, and then I can't even sing the fucking stupid version I came up with. So 
I guess I shouldn't have talked so much shit about yeah, them. Yeah, but Steve, that band got to rehearse and practice it. You, as you said, had five minutes of awareness that you would be performing this. <laughs> and even then, I would still debate it sounds better. Did it sound better? Listeners, contact us at thesongtopsreport at gmail.com. But what a wonderful way to end this year i suppose you know that th- obviously there's still we're still in quarantine we will be recording this podcast remotely i haven't seen my co-host in person since i don't know late february um that's that's insane isn't it isn't yeah, it crazy but a lot, i mean a lot of our listeners i'm sure have not seen their loved ones and yes i consider you two my loved ones uh have not seen theirs <gasps> in a very long time as well so uh, it's it's been tough for a lot of people, and once again, we will obviously continue to do this podcast well into next year. We've actually got some very exciting stuff uh, lined up for next year, yeah. so uh, I'm personally very excited for that, and hopefully, you will be too once you once we reveal to you what it is. But all in good time. Uh, and speaking of good times, once if, I figure out what it is, yes, exactly. But speaking of good times, if you want one, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we're posting fun stuff there <laughs> frequently. And you can also follow me personally on my Twitter and Instagram at Nick Bradier. And uh, Steve and Mike, I, th- don't go away, listeners. Though I know some of you turn this thing off as soon as we start plugging ourselves, but we got one last little little tidbit for you at the end. But Mike, in the meantime, where can we find you? Oh, yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And, uh, yeah, like Nick said, yo, check out the Sontopsy Report Instagram as well. Leave us reviews, comments, send us your favorite songs, whether they be bad, bizarre, or noteworthy uh, for a dissection. And, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us what your... I um. Well, listen, whether it's in your own life or from the Sontopsy reports, your favorite part of a chaotic year, 2020. I know it's hard to think positive, but let me tell you, it helps. Here, here. And God bless us, everyone. Um, and Steve, where can we find you? You can find me sitting on a really horrible joke that I really was just about to make, but I did not. And I will not end the year with joining the ranks of the two of you who come up with horrible things to say <laughs> on the show. Um, I'm perfectly blameless at all times uh, says the man who just wrote a song about strippers but I, the, I um, was just gonna say <laughs> you, you can you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo uh, and I know for sure that you guys turn us off before we get to this part because I don't have any new followers so I know <laughs> that's true no you always turn it off Steve you gotta uh, start providing them the juicy content to follow you for yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. And you can find me on my personal website at stephentrollinger.com and on the Dapper, uh, all of us on the Dapper Devil Productions website Wonderful. as well. Wonderful. Uh, now, I know you guys said there was one last little bit of audio you wanted to. Now, here's the thing. I was going to yeah. say torture me with. However, I like this version much better than the other versions in the episode we covered. But if you want to introduce our end Well, segment. what better way to end a complete review of... Not just this year, but the show in general, than with uh, another little bit we came up with earlier this year. Um, Mike, did you want to say anything before we uh, go? I want to say that, I mean, and if you if you heard the episode of Talking Baseball, you're going to know just how much uh. I love this rendition here. But Jesus Christ, I mean... I'm a huge fan of parody, if you didn't know, and that... It has been some of my favorite moments. And I mean, I think back to when Nick, 
<laughs> Nick was just shaking his head with fury because he was already so pissed at the song talking baseball that Steve <laughs> wrote a heartwarming parody of it. <laughs> Three full minutes for the two of you. Oh God! And um, no, I, I, I love, and I could not think of a better way to to go out than to to listen to this one again because I think it does sum up a lot of wonderful things that have happened throughout the years of this podcast. Because what do we do week in and week out but talk about bad songs? Um, and I suppose with that note, we end the year 2020. And thank you so much for listening this year. And we hope to see you all next year. But until then, I'm Nick Breedier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm the songwriter of the next song, Steve Trollinger. <laughs> yes, the listener should know. <laughs> and we will see you next year. Take care. Well, Nick and Mike begun and then Steve appeared for fun and together they dissected lots of songs. Rebecca Black, her Friday's hell, risque ask for your dick to smell, the biscuits running around committing music wrongs. They're talking bad songs. Bad baby Paris Hilton talking bad songs. Bill Shatner and Rasputin, soldier boy and all his many schemes. Kanye West is going to extremes. We're talking Fergie, the Kashi and the Beebs. The listener submitted, Mike Russell was committed, and Steve ignored the premise of the show. <laughs> Nick had tried to keep on track with little Yachty's Bring It Back. And now and then a guest would come to say hello They're talking bad songs For Halloween and Christmas talking bad songs Rapometer never misses Soldier Boy and all his many schemes Kanye West is going to extremes We're talking Fergie Takashi and the Beebs Well, Robin Thicke made blurred lines out of something Marvin Gaye composed. And Jake Paul went to the mall to get himself arrested. Imagine Dragons made lots of crap. Fuck Nickelback. Jack Cage was playing nothing, and Mike was huffing puffing, while Nick was screaming, damn those Christmas shoes. And Steve considered homicide when Little Pump began to ride Till Shayna Lynette appeared to give him great reviews They're talking bad songs From Maine to San Francisco Talking bad songs With ICP and Cisco Drake and auto-tuning with machines All-Star is the song that never leaves We're talking Fergie Takashi and the Beebs. We're talking Fergie. Takashi and the Beebs. We're talking Fergie. Takashi and the Beebs.